0: In my experience, conversations are best had with a glass of whiskey. Join me, Alan Kogan, as I engage in meaningful discussions while enjoying a glass of my favorite spirit. Welcome to the Kogan Conversation. experiences in accelerated officer candidate school at Fort McClellan, Alabama would be enough of a topic to last a lifetime of a podcast. While I wish I could sit down individually with all of you who were there with me, this limited series involves conversations with both graduates and cadre who I've stayed in touch with. If you're listening to this and you have a burning desire to join me in conversation about your time at AMA, please reach out. But in the meantime, enjoy our trip down memory lane. The views expressed here and this podcast are not a representation of the United States Army, TRADOC, Alabama Army National Guard, Alabama Military Academy, or Officer Candidate School.
1: You people are at the position of
2: attention. All weekend passes are canceled, officers included. Carry on. Hello, I'm Josh Pierre. I'm doing rank, I don't know. Um, I'm in Alaska. I'm branching military police. Um, I have not commissioned yet. Fun fact, I've never broken a bone. <laughs> that's all I got, that's my go-to. I've got some deer sheds downstairs in my garage. It made me think of uh, Jordan over here. The the family caught a moose yesterday processed it. I'm
3: like, hey, look. I'm starting first class Pissacrita. I hold three MOSs. I was a staff sergeant and the, their TAC NCO during their OTS cycle. So this should be pretty fun for me. I'm going to hear some funny stories. I'm sure. I'm excited.
4: My name is TAC Uh I'm uh, I'm from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and uh, branching engineer. engineering. I'm currently at e at uh Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri and fun fact I actually we, me, me and my wife recently adopted two uh minker <laughs> dachshunds named Weenie and Weenie
1: that's
2: awesome
1: okay <laughs> uh yeah my name is Jake um second lieutenant and uh yeah I don't know uh Bretchy MI and um uh I guess, fun fact, I got lost on my way to college and uh, was in the Marines for four years. Um, that was a while ago, but, uh, and I got a kid due my first in uh, January. So that's exciting. Nah. Congrats.
5: Good Congrats.
6: Drew, my name's Drew. I'm uh, branching field artillery. Um, you know, I, I tried this once before, but, you know, me being from the South, I know technology very good. And uh, this is my second attempt, so maybe it'll go a little smoother this time. And uh, fun fact is I have three kids, and I have medically made it to where I can no longer have children. (laughs) It's done. I'm out. I'm tapping,
5: guys.
0: Oh, man. Awesome. Well, uh, I have no idea where to start, but I think it'd be great to, uh, to let uh Jordan pick it off from a tax perspective about our class and us and what he remembers. Give yeah, me just start off with a good story. I'm I'm sure the masses are gonna want to hear something about the beta fish. It's just the white elephant the <laughs> <way>. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. So, so I guess since the cover page was of the beta fish, we're gonna hear about the fish. So I'm over here busting my ass at OCS school. 19 hours a day, I mean, seven days a week. I'm making a pile of money as an E6. It's nice. My wife has this bright idea that she needs a fish. And I get a text message that says, hey, I really want a fish. I didn't know she was going to go get a fish. So when I got home that night after running 19 hours, and there's a new fish in my house. So my first thing is I check the bank account to see how much I'm out. Two hundred and forty fucking dollars for a fish. (laughs) For one fish. One little blue fish cost me two hundred and forty dollars. So I had to tell all the guys about about this beta fish that I just inherited. And Somehow or another, it ended up being, like, the OCS mascot. Everybody loved the fish. I kind of liked the fish, I guess. It was pretty cool. It only lasted, like, six months, and it died. But but that's about the fish. I mean, that's the fish story. Still to this day, <laughs> Bailey asks, What about that fish, man? Let me hear the story.
6: <laughs> I, We were just... I had no idea what was going on. This was during phase one. Yeah. And here's Sergeant Pissacrita, and you call him Jordan. And that was, I'm not going to call you Jordan. You are Sergeant P to me, and I, I refuse to call you anything else. Uh, but he he just walks into the bay. It's like eight o'clock at night, and I guess it's during tac time or NCO time, and you just start talking about this fish, and I'm tired. I'm like, man, what in the hell is this guy talking about? I want to go to bed. I'm talking about a damn fish.
0: It, well, it was, so I didn't have Sergeant Piscocreta in the first first phase, and I saw him from afar, and it was you know he he had the distinct voice, and he was he was just kind of funny when he was talking about other, other platoons. And then I heard about the fish story through other people, and then I eventually had him as a And it's like this just this just makes too much sense. It's, it, 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 the story matches the personality, and it's hilarious. <laughs> was Dan
2: Paul in, in our platoon? Phase one.
0: Will It was
2: us? Right? Were you there, Cash?
4: Yeah. I was not. I was not.
2: No, I. I, I, I was just going to quickly interject because when he walked in last 2 weeks it basically was like you know all right i'm your nco for these 2 weeks wherever i was like it's him again it was it was it was great anyway but go ahead have a twice
6: oh you don't know how many mental flips i cut whenever i figured out that you were going to be the, <laughs> my squad leader for third phase. I'm like, whenever you walked over to my squad, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I
2: had all these mean <laughs> captains over there. We got Sergeant
3: Fisk <laughs> over here. That's great. That's right. Hey, some, some of those officers are assholes, like, grading on six lanes. I'm like, they're hitting all the stuff, so they're getting guns. So, they say I'm sugar-tacked during six lanes. I do what's right. Well, I, I, how much of it
0: – I'm curious about your perspective. I've talked a little bit with, uh, with 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 Captain Morris just privately about this, but when the tax come in from different states and have different standards and whatnot, come phase two – end of phase two or phase three, how frustrating, frustrating is it is? is it for you that now they're coming in and you've been here for all eight weeks and they're, like, subjecting us to new standards and new things when we've been doing good and for the most part?
3: I cannot stand that shit when we get tax from other states that come in, you know, during third phase, and they're like, they're trying to smoke y'all like, like week one candidates. I cannot stand it, and I try to shut it down as best I can. But obviously, you know, they're like, oh, we're higher rank, we're going to run our platoon. But it's 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 really frustrating, and, and it's not just it's not just your cycle. I've seen it every. I've worked uh, you tw- Y'all are my twelfth OCS cycle. I see it every cycle they come in for third phase. You know they don't want to put in the hours that we've already put into, so they disappear. And then, you know they're they're holding. They're like I said, they're trying to do first phase standards, and and I just don't agree with it.
1: I thought um, one interesting thing was um, so for third phase, I, I ended up racking next to a bunch of the guys that came from Texas, and um, they had like a dramatically different. I guess, curriculum or expectation of third phase. And then we're, they, we were like, you know, we do it this way and blah, blah, blah. And this is what they're grading on. You guys gave us that stuff. And they were like, well, we do it this way. It's like, well, we're getting graded this way because we're here. So <laughs> you might want to change your mind, but.
3: Yeah.
4: There was a, a period of time where they didn't, they, they had brought their own opboard board show, right? And then they were, Dead set on moving forward with using their off-board shell. And they, I mean, it was pretty significantly far off. There were multiple sections where we had stuff that we knew we had to hit that we'd been trained on all of second phase. And then if if they had not swapped over, I I think it was about to be a really big problem for them. There,
3: there, uh, there should be a complete standardized item for all OCS programs throughout the United States. There shouldn't be. Certain ones. That's in in my opinion, you know. But you know, all these different schoolhouses—they do their own thing. Different flavors. I mean,
0: yeah. I, William musk and I were were both in Pennsylvania National Guard, and we still are, obviously. But we we went to the RSPo program, which is the the pre OCS kind of thing. We were there for I don't know four months together. And there are so many different, like the, the dining hall procedures, or you know, we have to eat in squares and mm-hmm. all these weird things. But I, I don't, I, I don't know how it's beneficial. I, I, I guess I understand that if traditional, when you're when you're going only once a month for OCS, then you have to deal with the cadre once a month. It's probably a lot easier to become complacent. And you have a lot of shit bags that just slack off for the month and then come back and then they like they don't know their place yeah. anymore when when we're here for the entire time and like we know not to mess with you.
3: <laughs> hey, don't call me ma'am. <laughs> 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 it's one of the funniest things,
2: the whole experience.
3: I did not mean that second time that I got called ma'am <laughs> and I threatened to kill the whole company. I did not mean to say that. That just kinda came <laughs> out.
6: What's that, what's that eleven bang bang coming
3: out in you. I was ready to fight one of them dudes though, for real. And it was know, his I, last, you know, go ahead, right,
6: go ahead, sorry. No, you go. That
3: th- that second one that did it was Yingling, and I literally just got on somebody else's ass for thinking I was Captain Smith. Like literally, like ten seconds prior to that, and he called me ma'am. And I just exploded. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't even my platoon. That's what's funny. <laughs>
0: I think. I think that was the the worst part about like just day to day was you. I, the the purpose of the first four was to slow you down and think. But so I mean, I talk fast. So loose. when I have to. I have to mush all that in my mouth, and then you, your mind is like racing a mile a minute, you're tired, whatever, and you can come out and say stupid things. I'm pretty sure I called Captain Smith Sir at one point i'm I'm but I,
3: <laughs> if you want the wrath of God, call her sir, yeah, she will get pissed off
6: oh i I messed up uh saluting with the guide on I think it was uh, at the beginning of second phase, and she ringed me out in front of the entire company <laughs> but i will I will say this as soon as she got done tearing me a new one, as soon as everybody left, she pulled me to the side and she's like, I'm about to show you how to do this right. Yep. And this is how you do it. And this is how you do it. And really took her time and showed me the right way to do it. And that, that spoke volumes. And I heard, of, I heard people would run, run through walls for her. Oh yeah. Cause that's, that's how she was. She'd tear you up. And then she would be like, I tore you up because you were wrong. This is how you're right. Yep. Which, which to me is a, is a great way to do something.
3: So me and Captain yeah. Smith have been there the same amount of time. Uh, me and her started uh, somewhere around 2012. Uh, obviously, she's been tacking longer than me, but I've been with a schoolhouse, you know, since 2012. So me and her have actually worked a lot of time with each other.
0: She was cool. She did the same for me. We, I, I think I messed up. Well, we were, I was first sergeant, we were marching back from the classroom, and uh, I think it was about the time it was supposed to be the, the flag, and I stopped us and anticipated it, and then it, it didn't go for like two minutes, and then someone started yelling at me. I don't know, I think they must not have known like what time it was, or they weren't aware of what I was doing, and then Captain Smith said, just go, just go, we're, it's not going to go. So then I started going, and then it's, it went off.
5: It was late. Or something. It, it was yeah. It
0: was late, and then I messed up the order of the salute. I still like. I still did the right thing, but it wasn't done correctly. Right. So she she bitched me out for a minute, and then she, as we were marching, she walked by me and kind of gave me you know you know hey you know I appreciate you doing the right thing whatever, but you know this is the, how it's supposed to be done. And I'm like okay, you're. I appreciate those moments with a lot of the texts where we have a little, little human si- uh, sidebar. Like that was so beneficial. I I, I wish more of them did that. <laughs>
4: Did anybody have a? Did anybody have a moment
6: like that with Captain Scrozini? <laughs> no, Cause, don't cause, say his name. <laughs> but at the uh, but towards the end of phase one <laughs> or, was... or, or or right before he left, he got hilarious there towards the end. Like whenever we had to sound off to mine, yes. and we all all like the like seagulls from Finding Nemo. It, it, it just watching him smile. Like, <laughs> he got into the other guys and started doing that. Yep. I don't
3: even I don't remember know right who now. that is.
6: Captain Sporzini, he was Spruzzini. a California National Guard. Look, look, kind of like Sporzini, Captain it. Linguini. I, I, I don't remember. It was a I mean, gang but,
2: cop or something.
6: But yeah. he, uh, he looked kind of like uh, John C. Riley without the facial hair a little bit. <laughs> 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 he does. I hope he watches. Don't no want say for... his name.
2: Was there anything more terrifying than having to say the first four without stuttering, and <laughs> then going? Sp- Sporzini, oh gosh, yeah, you know, just like Sforzini, Now I can say it, but there, we, when you were learning it, ah, it's a hard name.
0: Well, I, I'll never forget when when Captain Daniel finally warmed up to us. He was, yeah. I couldn't, I could not figure him out.
3: That is yep. insane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so do we know
2: someone said it first. He. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, I will say, there was, uh, like, right towards the end, he was still smoking us, right? But he was on his way out, and he yeah. dropped us, and what were you? we were doing flutter kicks, right? And we started sounding off, zero, zero, zero. And he, and he was doing, and I don't know why he decided to get down and start doing those flutter kicks with us, but he got tired before we did, and he had to stop and stand up. He gave up doing flutter kicks and we beat him out Things
2: I I, I remember that. Out
4: of all my memories there, like, that moment is, like, ingrained in my brain because I was so happy that we beat Attack. At wasn't time.
0: it, wasn't it when Lieutenant Colonel Rhodes came and did the battalion check of the barracks and we, uh, I think our platoon passed, another platoon passed, and then the other platoon had, like, 15 points docked from them because they sucked.
3: it was third platoon.
0: But he came. Over. I think
4: we cheered, and we got in trouble for cheering.
0: For well, something. No, no, no. He came over and he said, uh, "You guys did great, but because the one of the platoons uh, failed, the company fails, and then you also must suffer." But he, but he recognized we did good, and he dropped down with us. And then as we were doing that, we did zero, 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 and then Kat Morris came over and started doing a bunch of pushups with us in the same time, because we were doing a billion flutter kicks. Kat Morris came over and just did really rapid push-ups because you know him. And, uh, yeah, that was great. We were in the mud. It was great.
3: <laughs> Do you remember the last night of first, Phase 1 when First Sergeant Dwyer yeah. smoked yeah. the dog shit out of y'all? Yeah. I will let Just you fun, know. Yes. I will let you know I was wearing my <laughs> garrison boots, and that pissed me off. I was like, this is so daggum pointless, and you done ruined my brand new pair of boots because y'all mm. tore at parade field up. I mean, it was a damn mud pool out there. Yeah. I promise, no, I'm, not no, the out I'm not the only cat. I'm not the only tack that was like, man, that's some bullshit.
0: Was that just him having fun? Was that just like for end of first phase congratulations type deal? I forget.
3: I don't know. I have no clue. I think. I think since y'all made it all the way through phase one without the rain, yeah. he was going to make y'all get wet. Yeah.
5: Oh,
6: that's that's exactly what it is, because y'all don't realize how lucky we hit it. Phase one, January in Alabama is usually drenched, like raining every day or every other day. The fact that we made it through the field mm-hmm. and didn't get rained on was a miracle. Except
3: that, when I did my lane. Legit.
2: Yeah, except when you did your lane.
6: Johnson
3: <laughs> saved
2: me. Sergeant Pesacrita was my greater. Anyway, I, I I can go into that when we get to that part. It was a whole it was a whole thing for me. But
0: <laughs> The. Before we move on from Dwyer, I, I, I'm curious anyone's thoughts on what happened with. Uh, I, I don't think I don't know if we were punished as a, as a company because of the whole uh, LandNav scandal, but we we had to like move Ugh. our shit seventeen thousand times up and down the stairs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so was awful. Yeah, <laughs> that w- that sucked. That sucked.
4: That was why we were punished, correct? Yes, Sergeant Priest Creda. But he ain't gonna say <laughs> nothing.
3: What the whole land nav scandal. I don't even like talk. I don't even like talking were, about the land nav scandal.
2: They were looking for other cheaters. That's why we. <laughs> Those people were
3: idiots. But yes, that's why. That's why Which he did fair. that. I
2: mean,
3: and that's why they all had that big shake down. Yeah, yep.
6: That's whenever I
4: realized I
0: overpacked that cheating gross, was yes. like...
3: <laughs>
4: ridiculous, right? Like the copying down, like. I don't even know what to say because it was such blatant disregard for for any like honor. Like I, I mean, there are things I could understand. Like you're walking away from a point, somebody's walking the other way. Right. like I, I can see that. But to just straight up share points and yeah.
1: wasn't the person behind that like uh, a recycle too? It was their second time here, right? Or, or the second time at um, OCS because they they failed first phase, right?
3: I- I know there's a female. So. There's a female in there. It was her third time go. at OCA. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: I coached her, I'm pretty sure. Oh, gosh, I remember her name. B- I remember B- how she Banda. Banda? The yeah. B- Banda, yep. Yeah, no, Banda. yeah, I remember like I remember Banda. Doing, a, doing a little coaching session. It's like, it doesn't get any easier than this. I don't know what else to say. And then
0: she cheated. So the, so the, the, the crazy part about that is at the retest, uh, so, I, I had a retest because I, I I got four out of four or four out of five, four out of five for what the, te- the, the trials. No, so yeah, so I did four out of five, the trials, the, the, and then, and then I got three out of five for the test day, and then I got five out of five, the retest. But I, like, I, I was, I was pissed I had a retest. But, um, I, so we were in that formation. It was like two in the morning and Major Dudley, right? I think yeah. he, uh, he was walking around, we op- we opened ranks, and he, uh, he had everyone take out their notebook. And he didn't have everyone take out, like, every notebook. He just said, take out a notebook. And I'm sure if they didn't find anything, they were going to go further with a search. But the one guy who was, uh, I can't think of his name, um, but he was, I don't want to say the mastermind, but he was the main guy that they found. He, I don't know, in his infinite wisdom, like, if I was going to cheat, like, try to do it right. Try to be discreet about it. Why would you have you it just in your open... I mean, I don't condone it, obviously, but but he just—it's just a testament to his stupidity. He pulled out his notebook and held it up, and he had all forty points right there in the notebook that he chose. I don't, okay. okay, I guess is well, that honesty. You know, or? I was
1: thinking about What's too. You know, they put everybody in that room with all the cards with the answers. Is that like a? That's obviously a test, right? They're they're seeing they're trying to see if someone's going to cheat because it's too easy. I mean, they're kind of setting you up. Does that make sense?
3: <laughs> I'll tell you what screwed them up is. I went in there and took my black hat off, and I blended in, and people didn't even know I was in there. And yeah, but yeah, that the instructors they they got to find a better system of doing that because that's not the first time that's happened. Mm-hmm. Where they they get everybody's blue card and then they write down points and you know. When when people start laying that, like, by that second or third day of practice, sure. I can tell you which ones are going to fail. And then on retest day, when they come mm-hmm. in five out of five, there's no way.
4: Sure. So, yeah. Sure.
6: I just, I made it. So, we did the we did two diagnostics. No, excuse me. We did two practice, yeah. a diagnostic, then the test. Yeah, it was five. Yeah. And I, I got three out of five. Two out, I, got, I got three out of five. I lost my card because the gods of Pelham Range ate it in a briar bush, <laughs> and and then on my practice on, my, on the diagnostic, I got three out of five. Mm. And the day the test day rolls around, and I said, "Screw it, I'm not I'm not dead reckoning through this crap anymore." So I started going through the, I started looking at the map. I'm like, "There's a road right here. I'm going like to attack point from the road." And I wound up getting five out of five. And, as, and the one thing I remember was you, Sergeant Piscuita, We I walked into the tent. It was you. And there was another sergeant, tall guy. He worked um, He worked in the office next to Sergeant That's Strong. A, I cannot William remember his there. name. That's yeah. it. So we were both sitting there, and I hand you my card. And you, five out of five. <laughs> well, hell, Johnson, what took you so long?
5: <laughs>
6: thought, oh, man, I hit five out of five. I was so happy. I was like, God. I made it.
2: Definitely.
6: And it was a good day too. You realized you had six more weeks of OCS
2: left. Yeah. Frickin' Yeah. Hearing that five out of five, you just had this weight drop out of your chest. So I'm done. I'm
1: done. I um yeah. I passed the diagnostic. I got five out of five. Yeah. And then that night I got uh assigned first sergeant. So going through all that situation is fucking mess, obviously. And then, you know, you're not sleeping. You're going through the next day. And they're like going through the roster of who's got to go test or who didn't make the diagnostic, or whatever. And my name's on there. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is not possible. (laughs) So they're going through it. And then it's kind of like a a human moment I had with uh, Major Dudley because I was out there. It's like, you know, whatever, first four Major Dudley. Like, I I swear to God, I passed this yesterday. I got five out of five. and He's like, well, let's just see. And they called off the names. And I was like, I swear to God. And um, he's like, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. And I was like, okay. Like, you're being cool with me. I appreciate that. But for whatever reason, they ran, they wrote off the names and mine wasn't on there. And I was like, I'm going to go have a heart attack. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I took Carrie in the end, baby. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Made deadly over there. Erasing that. Yeah, that's, off what real quick. that's what happened. That's what happened. And then he handed it <laughs> to the guy. Oh, I oh, like God. this guy. I like this Willamowski guy. Let's erase that. <laughs>
5: that
4: was so So we we just finished land navigation here at Ebola. And that was um, now I take it back. It's been about two weeks. And we they, they prepped us a little bit and sent us out. And the only question I had was is this is this a self correcting <laughs> <laughs> land course? They said yes, and I was ecstatic. After wandering around Pelham Range for four days, bumping into trees and falling through briar bushes, to just walk up to any point and know that it was mine and not have to worry that I found the wrong point was such a relief.
0: So speaking of self-correcting, I, uh, I don't know if Piss Critter, you remember it when <clears throat> we were, I forget which course it was. I think it was the diagnostic. And I was sitting on a rock and this, this girl, I don't know if any of you remember her, she was like... I think she was like trying to coach people and she was telling people not to use a compass for whatever well, reason. She was like, Oh, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. She, she was, she yeah, got, I think yeah. she left because of a staph infection. I forget. Yeah, um, or something. but, but she w I I was, I was sitting there and she came up and then she started asking me questions and I'm like, go away. And then she, she didn't talk to me. <laughs> and then, and then, and then I heard a ATV roll up and it was you. And <laughs> I had already gotten the point. I was confirmed. But that point, it was on the ridge. It kind of overlooked that – that uh, it was like the big open view. I guarantee it was and there, it was like a remnant of the sticker. It, Probably, it, yeah. It, but it, it had it – had, It was
3: Oscar. you remember It was that? Oscar on 4 Bravo. I know
0: – It had like the remnants of the sticker of the
3: numbers. remember i did that.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> I remember I told you or someone told you, and you're like, wow, well, shit. <laughs> It's a free point.
2: <laughs> on, on several signs on the back, if you had your light just right, you would see like some metal engravings. I think from when it used to be maybe self correcting. I don't know, but it, no, it was just it was interesting.
3: Not but all of them had it. Not that. Not that course. That course has never been self correcting. Somebody has come in oh, used okay. that, It was one of them. I actually built that land nav course. Dang. But Jeez. it's good time. There's a picture of me out there somewhere. Where uh, uh, Flash had taken a picture of me, and uh, I was contemplating my life decisions at like 6 o'clock in the morning.
6: We, I was doing that. I did that every morning whenever we got on the LMTV to take <laughs> us out to our starting point. It was freezing butt cold. Well, not the worst. I. The only I, I've had this thought multiple times through OCS is if I don't make it through this course, I swear I will be the best <laughs> NCO the Alabama National Guard has ever seen. Ever, I will never do this again.
2: What? Did everyone here who, who who passed the um um my mind's blanking the one before the test? Uh, who passed that? Because. Is- the diagnostic. The, yeah, diagnostic. Yeah, the diagnostic. I don't know why my English just disappeared. So I was there on test day, right? But was there anything worse than getting up and all the guys that passed diagnostic were just sleeping in in that tent? Oh, my gosh. I was so mad because I got four out of five on diagnostic. I was so confident. I was so confident. And When I saw four out of five, I was like, there's no way. Anyway, I, I was salty. Yep. That's my two cents on that. <laughs> the
6: test day, I had like this this utter focus, like – like I'm going to do this today. I am not <laughs> going to retest. And the thing that helped me the most was we did pre phase October, November, and December. The test range was the practice range that oh. I did multiple land nav practices on. And I I got I, they said to Charlie. I said, "Oh, son of a gun, you dog." <laughs> Master yeah. Sergeant Bradford would have been would have been real upset with me if I'd have failed.
3: <laughs> yeah. Two bravo's a really good course and we don't even use it no more. The loggers went in there and cut a bunch of trees down and messed it up. It's pretty unfortunate. <laughs> but wow.
0: Well, I couldn't I couldn't imagine you, you guys in Alabama probably could uh, talk to this more but uh doing that course in summer. I mean all the briar and the thicker brush and I mean it sucked. I'm from Wisconsin. The cold still got to me, but at least I could see in front of me and I wasn't like stuck in brush too much.
6: I knew I knew a few guys that went through summer uh, phase one this past this past uh, this past time and and I haven't had a chance to really talk to them, but I asked them about land nav and they said it sucked. It was awful, just hot, dense. I'm good. I knew better than to do this course in the in the summer.
3: Yeah. Does
4: the does the failure rate on that land nav increase
3: over the yes, summer it does, Sergeant? uh I've actually oh seen Landnav cut out like 50% of the class. Dang. I have seen a retest Jesus. and a re-retest cuz the failure rate was so bad. Oh my
1: God. I mean, you guys get a lot of like heat casualties too. That must be crazy though. I mean, the medical situation.
3: A couple of years ago, uh we were in the middle of Landnav and a soldier went down and um Fort, I think Fort Rucker down in South Alabama and that soldier actually died and they stopped pause everybody's training in the state uh it took them like a day and a half to find that soldier that went down jeez and obviously she had I think it was a female she had dehydrated and passed out and they couldn't find her and she she died jeez but wow
0: there was just someone who died at basic point. training Someone just died at base a training at Fort Jackson.
3: That's insane. Yeah,
6: I did. he was doing PT and just dropped dead.
3: I don't know if y'all heard that Sad. story that I told, but when I was at SLC last uh, last September, we had a guy who had a massive heart attack on the ACFT and died. Yeah. I
1: think
3: he did. Really?
2: Was he drinking energy drinks before that or something?
3: They said he drank energy drinks, but he had lit up a cigarette before he mm-hmm. went and did the run and mm-hmm. fell out. <laughs>
6: Rough. I got to stop drinking energy drinks.
3: Um
2: does anyone remember who who is the guy um Harper Harpster? Harpster. Frickin', oh yeah. Well, so, so and this is random. I I have ADHD, right? So this is why this is happening now. But when Sarvis <laughs> Creato mentioned, you know, fell out, I thought I remember phase 1 on one of the first week of morning run. he fell, like physically fell out or uh he tripped because we 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 went up with that one hill that was pitch black road. And it's just potholes. And he tripped and I think someone stepped on, or something happened though, and his leg was weird. He had a purple ring around it. I remember thinking this guy's not gonna make it. Sure enough, this guy toughed it out past Landap.
1: <laughs> he did that like five times over the course of the eight weeks. Dude,
2: <laughs> kept re injuring yeah. it. Like He deserved it. Yeah. He deserved to he, graduate. He limped. Not, not He
0: limped not through the ruck.
2: Like what a what a bomb. beast, dude. I don't know, I just thought about he that falling man. out. Your
3: guts
0: he's an old grizzled navy vet hey
3: Harpster, <laughs> Harpster went through hell in ocs for real he did
5: he did yeah.
3: like because he's going yeah, through those man. family stuff mm-hmm. too yeah, but he man. made it S- that's right
2: Slaughter got covid or something oh yeah
3: that's
0: right Gosh,
6: man. there was a guy there was a guy with the uh Al- the, one of the alabama guys showed up and, I mean, guy was guy was a stud, you know, ranger tabbed and all. And like the night before or the night before everything kicked off, he looked at me and he's like, hey, my my daughter's really sick. What should I do? Or maybe he didn't ask me why. He was just telling me about it. And I said, bro, you got to if you got to go, you need to go like there's no if I told my wife, my wife was pregnant at the time. I said, if you even think that you need me to come home and I'd already had the the talk with Major Walker before, because she was the reason I got into Accelerated. I told y'all this story, like whenever Major Walker was busting us up with all the duffel bags and everything, and everybody was cursing her name. I'm, I'm like, I, re- I refuse to say anything negative about Major Walker because she's the, re- she, she helped me get into Accelerated because she knew the situation that I was in, and but you know, if, if anything it had happened to my family, I'd have do stuff out of there. I'd i I'd have left y'all in the dust. My Honda was ready to go. <laughs> well,
0: what who was the who was the one guy who had he uh his wife got in a broke bad car accident. And I think Cadre worked with him to send him home for a day or two and come back and he was able oh, to stay on the course.
6: Uh, that was Hernandez. It was
0: yeah, Hernandez. in his
6: face too. His wife uh yeah, it wasn't a car accident. I, I don't know if I can say what had happened, but, but mm. he got, he went home. Oh, I, I, he remember didn't miss, I
5: remember. Uh, yeah. He,
6: he did not miss any critical training. And they, he like flew home for three or four days and flew back. Cause I remember I was uh, running CQ mm. and um, they, and Captain Morris said, Hey, you legit have somebody coming in tonight. And, and mm. this is, this is about what time he'll be here. And the dude flew in, had like, no sleep for three days, mm-hmm. looked dead to the world, and did i think he did call for fire test
3: yeah, we sent him yeah, a good we sent him right. off with some uh, homework, so he wasn't just in the blind coming back okay. so yeah, they worked with him on that, and I know the whole situation uh I was one of the tax that handled that and and that was pretty traumatic what he had to go through and then continue with o c s like, kudos to him, for real, because yeah. Maas would have stayed home.
6: If anybody has Hernandez's contact information, send it to me, because I, he told me he was branching to F.A. too. So and I'm trying to <laughs> find people that are going to Bullock the same time I am. So if you were listening to this podcast and you're going to F.A. Bullock, find me on Facebook. Let me know when you're going.
4: Drew Johnson will be your friend. I will be your friend.
0: <laughs> I had a... I had a, I was tasked out. Uh, <laughs> Captain Morris uh, needed someone to help him uh, do some like he wanted people to put tape on his whiteboard and do like all scheduling thing. And uh, and he I, f- I forget what he asked. He he got to me and he said find a find someone else. I need people who are competent. I was like okay. So I I, I grabbed Hernandez because Hernandez kind of volunteered when I asked the question and he came with. So him and I were in Captain Morris's office alone, uh, and we were doing things on the whiteboard and. He kind of told me a little bit of the story, and I, I told him, you know, I, I gave him my, my my thoughts and prayers and all that good stuff. But he uh, he, he was, like, super grateful that the cadre had worked with him. And I thought that was so awesome that I, I – I, how easy would it be for the Army to just – it might not be out of the cadre's hands at that point, but the Army would just be like, ah, you can come back. But they didn't do that, and I thought that was so cool.
3: That was the first time I've ever seen them work with somebody like that. So he was very lucky. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that that was cool.
3: But, I mean, compassion goes a long way, you know, so. Mm-hmm.
2: He was hilarious. Phase 3. He was he was a great, a great personality to have around. And he was the guy that came up with the Mortal Kombat. Whenever we'd sound off go we running. We started yelling Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that was, was him. He was so good when he would <laughs> yeah, yell, Mortal was. Kombat. It sounded legit. Anyway, but uh, he taught us about Cuddle Island and uh, in Phase 3, when we were out for it. It's <laughs> a, a whole thing. When we, were, when we and Drew were out for it in the ditch with the Musu. He's back there on the building. Where we both got our uh, our mustaches and beards painted on, and he's speaking Russian or something. He's just yelling out to the. Oh gosh, it was so... it was a good day. I,
6: I, I forgot about that. I, <laughs> for, I forgot about that on four days. A moose who
3: put on white a white beard. <laughs> oh, such a good day. Hey, I, I know this is kind of off topic, but when we went to XTC, we we. Uh... This was in 2018. Me and a couple of more NCOs grabbed some lower enlisted guys and and face-painted their faces like Kiss, the Kiss band. And we got our ass yeah, chewed man. out by active duty for doing that. It was funny, though. It was worth it.
5: Worth it.
6: <laughs> Friggin' National Guard. I take things seriously. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh man! I almost fought one of the cadre at XCTC. That some bitch pissed me off. <laughs> They're judging.
6: You tell them that you shot yourself in your foot and you weren't actually. Scared of I did.
3: I told them the story, but <laughs> uh, they were grading us on tactics, and half of them didn't even have deployment patches. And I was like, I've been there and earned that hat. Like you better put a combat patch on before you start telling me about tactics. <laughs> I did. That's when I pulled the bone out of freaking... my foot at XCTC. <laughs> oh,
6: do you still have it in your wallet? Tell me I still have, have
3: it in, in the wallet.
6: <laughs> yes,
3: I did. I did upgrade, though. I don't carry that wallet no more. I'm ro- I'm rocking this. Well, I'm not gonna <laughs> this little bitty thing right here. I just uh, yeah. Show Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got me there. Almost see it <laughs>
0: I still, uh, I still have uh, Army HR is, for whatever reason. I think I just got the green light, but I, I haven't been able to go get a new cat card with my new rank because they didn't switch it in the system from specialist to second lieutenant. My email finally mm-hmm. is second lieutenant, so I can do it. But I just everything's booked out for like two months for from Deers, so it's like, It'll all right, it. I'll just wait. It'll be
2: it.
6: It'll be a minute. That's how that works. Alabama, Alabama deers in Montgomery is walk in. You're served in about ten minutes. Mm.
0: Sure. Well, I found out, I found out because at at, at Fort Town Gap, where we drill in Pennsylvania, uh, they have a deers office and I I was just sitting on my my ass doing nothing. And I told my commander, I'm like, do you mind if I go over to deers and see if they can get me done? They were, they were empty. And that's how I found out that, oh, I actually can't do anything because you're still a specialist in the system. I'm like, well, I better not be bidding paid as a specialist. Yeah,
1: I don't know how that's supposed to work, but my unit has a um, an ID card room at our unit, and so I've gotten three. <laughs> my card is fucked up, so I, I've had three cards in two drills, and it's squared away now. Really? So if you need an ID card, Kogan, just come on by. <laughs> it's really funny. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> What's your unit? <laughs>
1: It's the second of the 104th uh G at Fort Town Gap.
2: In your own CAC machine and computer, all that, like in the unit?
1: Yeah. It's pretty special. It's in a locked room. <laughs> pretty special. I don't I wouldn't know, yeah. It seems strange to me, but
2: Um Sticks lanes. I need to I need to get this in before this ends. This has to happen. Um so, you know how we had the shell, right? And again, ADHD, and I'm just topic top changing. So, we had the shell, which was great. I was so ready. I watched so many go through. I, I I remember them announcing, all right, we'll get as far as the peas today. I was like, oh, I get to go today instead of the next day. You know, like I was, I was ready to go. And uh, long story short, didn't rain at all up until it did, and it was my turn to go. So, of course, my shell was was a little bit damp. Like I'm like, you know, like, oh, crap. Okay, whatever. Just get a cloth, wipe it off. It's dry. Here we go. Markers don't work. I'm like, but it's dry. What's happening? Anyway, so I'm freaking out. I'm like, all right, we're giving the awkward over here. Time now. Long story short, I'm, I'm about to give up hope and just quit. But Drew comes out of nowhere. He's like, hey, look, man, I got this book. It's a right in the rain. And he had the awkward written down by, you know, he had hand jammed it. So it's the first miracle. Like this guy just has a book for me ready to go. It's like, oh my gosh, thank you. So I, you know, I get down like sixty percent of the information because the opboard in the book is a lot different. There's different pages where the, where the what the sections are and the guys talking a million miles a minute. Anyway, long story short, so then I get to give the outboard to you guys, which was um, I don't know, uh, Drew was there, but not Dan. Of, I think it was just Drew out of this group. So and then I'm giving the outboard to you guys, and uh, Hernandez is one of them. He's there, and uh, I'm making it up because I only got about 60 percent of the information. But I was doing my best to sound confident, right? I, I, I'm like, <laughs> this, is, this is the decisive element. Uh, where this element, uh, second squad's doing this, it was so made up. The my upward was so made up to where Hernandez, you know, went, you know, go. Okay, any questions? And Hernandez is like, remind me what basically like what we're doing and i'm like we are doing this because of this reason to support this element made it up complete lie but i had to sound confident because start the sitting there grading me and um sure enough though long story short he got up in the middle and they just walked away and i'm like oh what does that mean <laughs> and i think i think he had just passed me he went check 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 and walked away because it's raining on him and we performed it, came back, and yeah, sure enough, it was it was a pass and like everything. But I just remember being so mad that it rained and I had my whole thing was thrown off. I was like, I'm gonna fail this, I'm gonna have to redo it like a schmuck. <laughs> anyway, it was just great though. When you got up and walked away, I was like You were yelling at Yeah, go ahead.
6: You were yelling at Sergeant Pisacreta, like, no, I did. Like okay. He had walked off.
1: You,
2: you know, he had like walked so, off, and you're like,
1: no, so, I'm giving my warning
5: order. No, so,
2: there, I remember there, that there was parts right where it's like it's a gradable, um, it's like a quantifiable, you know, thing on the on the on the grade sheet. So I'm like, okay, I'm now doing this because I'm like, we walked away, but I'm not done. So, is it over? Do I keep going? So I want to make sure that he knew I was doing it. So he just checked yes or no. I don't know. It was a crap show. I enough. That's what I figured. But I wasn't sure. I was like, dude, I failed. This sucks. I'm pissed. It's wet. Anyway, that was the greatest day of anxiety, I think, for me. But uh, it was great. It was good times. Apparently, I heard all I
3: needed to hear.
2: It was too easy. I mean, Sergeant, I was lying about half that stuff. And I probably shouldn't be saying that. And I don't mean lying. What I mean is because of my collection of data, because the operational didn't work, I had to quickly hand jam crap, And so I'm like confidently delivering my information. But like a quarter of it may have been improvised. And uh, But hey, sound confident. And, um, you know, it's part of leadership. It was just, it was just, anyway, it was a mind screw is what it was. And of course all of our all well, are you the
3: one where your your note your notebook fell apart or your paper that you was writing but fell apart.
2: I mean maybe well maybe, I don't remember.
3: <laughs> Somebody's somebody was writing on like blank uh, like notebook paper yeah. and by the time they stood up to go do their planning, it just completely fell apart and they just looked defeated. <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but you can tell they were defeated. Um, no,
2: it wasn't me, thank God. OCS has that effect on
4: people. Who who was it that was in that leadership position? I think they were PL on a day we were doing the march. Which which and just broke down front. Oh!
2: Here we go! That was me again! Here we go. So that was Weiss. <laughs> that was Weiss. Now, hang on. Here's why it's oh, me, okay? Yeah. It's like, Pierre, that was No, no, you. but listen. Th- this involves <laughs> me heavily. So it was Weiss, or Weiss, I don't remember. But I was 1st platoon PSG. I, this is easy, whatever. I'm not doing it. We're just, just rucking. And I'm done. And I'm getting food. You know, my feet are killing me. And I hear, Pierre. like, what? It's freaking Morris's voice. Where's Pierre? I'm like, okay. So I go running. And I see Weiss. He's down and out. And congratulations, your first sergeant. Like, oh gosh, he's like, I need numbers right now. And who hasn't eaten? Who needs to eat? Who's back? Like, oh gosh, PSGs, where are you at? Ain't no PSGs around. That that was another fun day, anyway. But it was yeah, wise to answer your question.
6: You went, you went straight to first sergeant. I, inherited. I was, yeah, you went straight to first sergeant. I was first platoon, first squad right. for uh, squad leader. I went to first platoon, yep. platoon sergeant. Oh. Johnson
2: saved my bacon Man. more than once. <laughs> Land nap, sticks, lanes, stepping up. And, 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 and I remember being excited cause I'm like, dude, I'm first sergeant. I'm getting graded. I might pass because like, I stood up or er, got promoted, if you will. And I mean, handled everything for the most part on a whim.
5: Did the a one, great job. The
2: one thing I failed, and it was Captain Daniels, I think. But uh, the, 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 the one reason I failed was because I trusted my XO, Rupert. R- Rupert. <laughs> we needed a count yesterday on the buses because we were pulling out so i was going on the bus individually and counting them because that's what you do right you're a senior nco you get accountability the last bus again like it was time now yesterday ruprecht had walked off he's like yeah i got this many i'm like okay good well he was wrong because that count was wrong i failed i was like lesson learned so (laughs) that was a fun day though i don't
6: i don't know how it happened I don't know how it happened. I wondered if they took pity on me because I was the day zero first sergeant and day zero was nothing but,
2: Yelling.
6: but first Sergeant Dwyer, Major Dudley, Captain Morris, just ringing me out on the parade field. Y'all I low crawled mm. I, I, I think I low crawled around the entire formation at one point, just did you know, just ringing me out. Mm. But after that, I never got a big three the entire time I was there. I never got a graded big three position the entire time I was at OCS.
3: You're welcome, Johnson. Yeah, I I knew knew it.
5: I knew it. I knew
2: it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I will
4: say there was not a, there was not a single, I mean, certainly like some people caused you headaches, right? But, there was not a single event that I can think of where I did not have to depend on, and, and I mean individual events, right? Where if I, like I didn't have the people around me, there's no way, oh yeah, right, that I would finish that event. Mm-hmm. Six Lane uh, Wielamowski was my, oh yeah, uh, he was like my alternate writer, right? And like it was raining while I was going, half my stuff was washed out. He was taking notes on pen and paper. It was rough when it was time to go out and do my recon. Mm-hmm. There was a guy from Texas there. Who had been in in infantry, right? And when it and they told us we weren't being graded on on tactics, yeah. But then mm-hmm. our sergeant was grading us on tactics. And if he had not been there to like walk me through, like, hey, we should probably do this. There's, I don't know that I would have made it, right? Mm-hmm. And if I couldn't count on him, then you're just fried.
2: Gosh, it was fun. Sticks lines was one that? of the things that sticks. Go, fun. go ahead, Art.
3: No, no, go ahead. Because i about. I was about to ask about
6: a different topic. I'll I'll just say this: six lanes was the was one of the two defining moments in my short career with the army that made me really really believe I am not infantry. There is no right. way Johnson is infantry. <laughs> right, he right. is going to ride You'd in the great, trucks man. with the guns, and and that's You'd it. Wilimowski <laughs> thinks otherwise and has told me otherwise, but I am. It, it ain't happening. Well, that no sir
2: no, no sir. Johnson, you would be. <laughs>
6: Now Pisacreta looked at me and he's like I don't know what the hell happened on your on your on your uh mission. It it things went to crap yeah, fast.
2: But those guys trained, like that's their job, right? Every one of our sticks lanes, we would have been gunned down. That was real life, right? Like we were charging machine gun nests uphill. Like I don't know what we were doing, right? But when you're infantry, that's your MOS, you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't do it every day. So of course it it was a crap show, but it was fun. So
6: well, that's why you have people like Craig and yeah. Kaiser.
2: Yeah, they were leading and the way. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, follow me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I just remember Craig. Gosh, anyway. that's a bit oh, of wild. dude. Yeah, he was when, when we got attacked that one night. You know, one of the several nights we got attacked. <laughs> I just hear Craig out in, in the darkness. He's like, "I'm hurt, but I can still fight." Because the captain was trying to kill him. <laughs> The cadre were trying to kill him, and I just hear him. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, he's just like, I, I can't move, but I can still fight. Like ten times, it was just. You so know what that
0: was? You know what that was? That I was know, uh, was that was when we were, we were in the patrol base around the, the main area that I forget. That was kind of that little island, and we, we all, all the platoons came back from their little uh, forward missions and met up, uh-huh. and we.
2: Yeah. It was the first was time like the we lo- did that.
0: It was the last, yeah. It was like the the Kyder decided to mess with us, and people were out in the forest. And we had patrols going, and uh, the kids are screaming up <laughs> here.
5: Oh shit! You can Who hear all that. that? Here, I'll, yeah. here, I'll mute it. There's not a <laughs> lot of fire.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I and 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 I think something happened, and we were we were uh, we weren't firing because no one really knew what we were supposed to do because no one could see in the dark. And then finally one of the cadres said, just just shoot because you're you're getting quote unquote attacked. Have some fun with the blanks. But um oh. which that's another question I have for, for you guys, but uh, uh about the how many negligent discharges we had at that OCS. But oh, but 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 we got a, a quote unquote attacked and, and Craig was uh was a group of people next to me when we were bunked down and then uh someone came over and said, You lost your arm and then Craig's like, I lost my arm, but I can still pull the trigger with my other one
2: That's what it was. <laughs>
0: I'm injured, but I can still fight. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, we had like how had like 11 people negligent discharge of 240 Bravo with a blank. Uh, how is that on an automatic, like, get the fuck out of the army?
1: I mean, good thing it was nobody. <laughs> I think it's because <laughs> they weren't
2: going infantry, so the captain didn't care, kind of
3: thing. <laughs> crap. Still. Somebody did an MD, uh at the crossroads one night, and they brought it to us. And it was like a legit weapons malfunction. Like, we completely stripped this 240 yeah. and figured out there was something sticking.
2: I remember
4: that thing going off. I
3: don't
2: remember who it was, though. Do you guys remember Stevens? I mean, you guys remember Stevens, right? <laughs> Big boy. He was funny as crap. He drew his um sector of fire on not infantry. I'm losing that terminology, right? You know, when you're down there and you draw your, uh, like, what you see is... Sector. Yeah, okay. thank you. So check this out. He, he turns it in. He took a sharpie, and just colored the whole card black, and legitimately turned it in because it's nighttime. He can't see anything. He turned in a blank se- sector sketch of just black sharpie. Hey guys, I'm sorry. I had to share that because for those that didn't know that it was I, we were rolling. Is it, it anyway? It was true. Couldn't see anything. It's Like all right, sh-
6: Stephen was see. hilarious. I don't see anything. I have uh... a. <laughs>
0: I have I have Stevens. I haven't asked him yet, because he's a couple episodes you need later. To. But I have like, I have him oh I have him in verbal uh <laughs> Verbal. <Don't laughs> <So. do>. verbally, <laughs> yeah. I haven't I haven't talked to them yet, but yeah, they're gonna be an episode down the road.
6: Has this has this tales from OCS did the first episode like really really gain a lot of traction? Is this something that I mean, I know it's a limited series, but I yeah. mean, Compared to your other videos, this is something that's kind of taken off a little bit.
0: Yeah. So we we uh so Grant and I, who he he couldn't be here tonight. He's he he's does all my production and helps me with editing and stuff. But he uh I went to high school with him. But he, uh, him and I had kind of been spinning our wheels for the last year or so, just kind of doing it like a topic a month. And you know, we the whole thing is we drink whiskey and have a good time and just kind of shoot the shit about some random topic. Sometimes we do some more research to sound more educated about it, but other times we just like you know. Talk shit about it. Um, so we, we've been kind of spinning our wheels. We have about around 1,000 unique listeners a month. And it, that's pretty good for a small podcast, but nothing crazy. And then the OCS episode came out. And I'm going to attribute probably to at least 200, which was our class size, to the 200. But we had, I think, 2,500 unique listens within the first, like, week. And nice. I don't know what it was. And the, the whole thing that I've been trying to st- stay away from is that like I don't wanna like all of a sudden become like, oh, I'm in the army and this is my personality and this is what we're gonna talk about. Like I don't I don't wanna do that. But uh I'm okay with doing like we'll just catch up, like I have Captain Morris on the next episode whenever we schedule that with Craig and Leahy and and, and those guys. So that's gonna be that's a great episode. Be good. That's, gonna be good. Uh, that's gonna be a good one. Um but, uh, but, yeah, we're just doing like six episodes, and just uh, Grant and I are actually working on a larger production, we're actually gonna pump some resources into it. We're gonna go down to the cigar bar in North Carolina and film an actual big production type of thing. We're not really sure the content wise we're not sure what it's gonna be, but we're actually gonna like plan something big and and kind of break it up but yeah
6: the the one year anniversary of uh phase of uh, phase one, you need mm. to uh bring all your equipment down and do a live stream of <laughs> of the uh of the beginning of the phase.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, that was... Remember the air horn? Every five minutes, drink some water.
2: No oh, man.
6: <laughs> I, I drank water once because I was low crawling the whole time because Captain Morris was yelling in my ear the entire time, and I think I stumped him. I really think I did because I knew exactly how many people were in each platoon and how many people were in the company because he... Like, he just walked up behind me, and the first thing he said was, I think it's just a good idea if you just went ahead and drop, don't you? And boom, hit the ground, start doing push-ups. And how many people were in the company? Sir, Officer Kent Johnson, 193, sir. And he said, all right, how many people in this platoon? I just started rattling off numbers. Finally, he got he, he got tired of me getting all the answers right, and he just said, you just need a low crawl. You just need a low crawl. Dude,
2: there's so much anxiety when you come up to you when you're full security, right? You're there for hours. He walks up slowly. You're just like, here we go. And he'll talk to you for 45 minutes about stuff. I'm just like, cool, man. I don't care. Please, please, please leave me alone.
0: <laughs> no, so when, I, when, we did, when we did that whole, like, first initial welcome to OCS smoke session in, in the parade field, uh, we were low-crawling, whatever, and we got back into formation, everything was done, and I looked down, and one of my canteens was missing its lid. It got ripped off. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck. And I so I, I, I tried multiple times to talk to one of my tax or someone to say, hey, I'm missing a piece of whatever. I will police call. I will look for it, whatever. And then I never came of it. So we, we ran back upstairs and we got cleaned and whatever. And I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck my, you know, my canteen. So it was filled with water. I actually duct taped it for like two or three days just shut. So it looked like it was fine. It was still full. And it wasn't I don't think they were actually physically checking it too crazy in that first week or so. But um, I remember like was it phase two? People were coming around shaking it. But, yes. uh But no. I, so uh, shout out to to Raymond. I don't know if you guys remember Raymond from the first two weeks. He left after the first two weeks. But he he was a he's a cop, and he uh, he gave me he had an extra canteen, and he gave me that canteen before he left. So I was able to to use that canteen, and my broken one was sat in my bag for the rest of OCS. So I still have a broken canteen that belongs to him. <laughs>
3: I feel Got
0: like away
5: with to murder. Be on the bookshelf behind you. Yeah. I know, right? So <laughs> yeah. I never realized... Um, Fill it with whiskey. That, <laughs> uh, you
1: know, the, the Gore-Tex <laughs> of the Camacho we have, one of them is waterproof and one isn't. Like, did you guys know that? Like, there's a top and bottom that is waterproof and a top and bottom that is, like, adjacent to waterproof. And so I brought the wrong one, but um, that's like, yeah. Uh, if you guys remember Camacho, he, like, left... When we started, right before we started okay. phase three, yeah. So he just like let me borrow his shit, and I'm like forever grateful because phase yeah. three sucked. <laughs> Would have been worse if it was.
6: Camacho was easily one of the best guys yeah. in, ever in in that. Again, because it was me, Danipal, and Camacho in uh, phase two. We all, I, you know, you find your people that you just kind of click with. Phase three, it was me and Pierre. Phase one, it was me and Sterelli and McCusker. And then, yeah, and then phase two. It was me, Dan, Paul, and Camacho. Of course, you know phase one. Uh, uh, excuse me, phase two, first platoon, first squad will forever be the best of the best. And I, I'll fight anybody over that. But it, it, I'm gonna sit here and sing Camacho's praises about how good of a how good of a guy that dude was. Yes.
0: If you're listening to this, you're probably wondering, hey. Alan said this podcast involved whiskey. What gives? This podcast is not about whiskey. It's about conversations, which I enjoy while having a glass of my favorite spirit in my hand. It just keeps the conversation loose. We've been at this for a couple years now and are looking for feedback. Grant and I are looking to revamp our output and bring you a podcast that keeps you wanting more. In fact, we are in the middle of planning a larger production, pumping resources into a more focused project in addition to our recurring episodes. Shoot us a message on any social media platform and give us your two cents. We really appreciate your time and your thoughts. Cheers.
2: Not fit. My fit. <laughs> I know I dropped that name. <laughs> I loaned him boots. He he didn't have an assault pack at all. I think he should have uh, there were some other things that I, I
3: squared him away on the assault pack.
0: A lot of states I was gonna say I was another thing, a lot of states like didn't provide a lot of some like inventory. Like, I don't know what state State SIFs are so different. I don't understand it. That one
4: female showed up from Florida with zero equipment. What? Like, she didn't get a packing. She was provided nothing. But she showed up. Is she she st- was carrying around a, a large rock while we were carrying a salt pack because that's all they had to give her. <laughs> she, she was running with that back and forth. She was doing the chow runs with the large truck.
0: Did she stick? Was she there the whole time?
4: She uh, lay mad got it i was
0: gonna
2: say i don't i don't yeah i didn't see her so
0: pierce having a party with his kids i know those
1: when phase three of those texas guys showed up (laughs) a bunch of them only brought one one layer of sleeping bag and it was like the first night in the field was like 17 degrees and i was like are you sure and they're like but then they're like you know if that's a problem you can go go home
2: so they stayed bring the whole thing the texas guys
3: Do you remember that night in the chow hall that Captain Morris was like, y'all need to tell me a funny reason why I shouldn't make you stand at attention for boss." Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember what I said, too. Go
5: ahead.
3: Who, who was the kid that he smoked the piss out of?
6: That was Jeffrey. No, know? no, no, it wasn't Jeffrey. That. Yeah, it was oh, Jeffrey. It was Jeffrey. It was Jeffrey.
3: Jeffrey. There you go.
6: Don't think, the only thing I heard. It was so Jeffrey, so Jeffrey, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Sarpay, you probably heard better than I did.
3: So, so Jeffrey walks up and he told Captain Morris, he said, I don't think we should stand at attention for Bob because my pockets are so heavy for having these eval cards in my pocket.
5: Oh. <laughs>
3: Apparently Captain Morris was like five I, days late. On, I remember on this. this dude out. <sighs> And they smoked the dog shit out of Jeffries over this.
6: Yeah, Every, everybody actually, got to everybody got to sit down at the band of brothers except Jeffrey.
3: <laughs> it kind of pissed me off. It caused me and Cat Morris to kind of argue about it because Cat Morris was about to send the kid home, and I'm like, "No, nah. I, mean, I was acting first sergeant." I told Captain Morris, I was like, No, you can't be asking for, for funny responses and then and get butt hurt about it. And we actually had to go have a conversation with Major Walker. Oh my god. I won that fight. <laughs> he,
6: he's lucky. Yeah, the only thing I heard was I
3: thought
6: Captain Morris was like yelling like Jeffrey was running out of the D Captain Morris was right behind him yelling. The only thing I heard is whenever we had those uh, had those uh, tents up, we were doing the uh, we were doing the 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 op the like the platoon level op And the only thing I heard is Captain Morris, get in that tent so I ain't got to dust you off in the rain. And I'm like, oh god. And people were like trying to look through the windows trying to see what was going on.
3: So that the whole smoke started. It started in the commander first sergeant office. And Cat Moore started writing a counseling statement for this kid. And, and then Sergeant Simmons took him out to the, to the pit. And I walked out there and I was like, Hey, that's enough. And he kept going. I was like, Sergeant Simmons, that's enough. And he kept going. I was like, Sam, stop. All right, roger that. (laughs) And then, and then it was just crazy. Like they were going to send that kid home for real.
0: What well, the first the first standard attention for the entire two episodes of Band of Brothers? What was that? Was that punishment for like, we weren't
6: because our like, company was crap? Yeah, it was like I still don't know
2: why that happened
6: because no nobody would use the first four like I and and part of it I think I never was, saw it. But. We were we were people weren't using first four people were getting a little sloppy getting from phase one to phase two. But I think another thing is it's phase two they were finding ways to screw with us mentally any little thing they could do to make us uncomfortable. Because that first band of brothers, I sat down and watched episodes one and two. I'm like, finally, I feel like a human being just sitting here watching. Yeah, we got to write, we got to answer five questions in memo format, but, but I feel like a human for two hours. I feel, felt great. Episodes three and four came along. They, they had to find a way to mess with us mentally. And, and that's, and I, that that was the lowest point was around about that time because Captain Morris got up and made his whole little speech about how we suck and how we're not going to sit down in the bays and we're not going to do this. And then the next thing, he just tore me apart. He's like. You forget about phone calls. You're not getting another phone call till you graduate. And y'all that like that just sucked every bit of life out of me cuz I had lost my wedding band like earlier that week. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I was that. missing I was missing home and then all of a sudden you tell me I'm not going to get a phone call in between phases. Like I hit I hit the low. That was the low spot. That's where I'm like bump this. I'm going on my I'm going home to see my wife and that yeah. That was that was a bad time. And and that and I firmly believe that They did that to screw with us mentally, and that's just, you know.
3: I'll tell you why it happened. That's because Sergeant T wasn't there to save y'all. That was the weekend Uh. I went to drill. (laughs) No, but but for real, the whole sitting in the barracks, that happened because tax were walking in, and nobody would call, you know, parade or attention or whatever.
5: Yeah, because our company sucked.
3: It got complacent there for a while, for sure. Half the time, I ain't give a shit. I'm like, it's whatever. If I physically came to you, then yeah. But
0: Well, I I can't wait to talk to Captain Morris and all of them because it's like, I still have that last essay that we never turned in.
6: <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah.
0: They never asked for it. They never you asked for it. You need
6: to mail it, it to the 200th. You need to just mail it. And, we you should. Yeah. Yeah. Answer? yeah.
4: All mail it to Mail
6: them. it to Major Walker's like title oh. it to major walker. Now
4: Cat it,
2: Morris Send him to him. Send him to Kogan and then next podcaster, here you go Serge. hit on this fat stack of all our essays. Yes.
0: <laughs> now, I'll I'll never forget like one of the one of the highlights for me is at the very end when we're graduating and we're in the chapel. And was it was it Acker who fucked up our our exit and we like we skipped over an entire part of the program. Yeah. We were I think we were supposed. We were supposed to sing the alma mater and all this shit. And he he just got up and told us all to march out, and we just did. And Major Walker had these laser beam eyes, like you assholes. (laughs) Oh,
4: because she nodded to him so that he would start singing. Yeah, right. right. Start. Right. And instead, he he ordered everyone to march out, and we did. I mean, but at least it was clean looking. I don't think anyone besides cadre and us I I, I I honestly don't think most of us even knew right that we did something wrong
6: you, you talk we about just went you talk about major walker like staring at him it was funny because you know i had major walker at pre-phase october through december i knew who major walker was yeah and i would tell my wife about major walker i'm like she is the most intimidating lady i have ever met in my entire life like she will stare through your soul and whenever, even before Major Walker got up to introduce herself at graduation, my wife looked at me after we, after, you know, after graduation, she's like, I knew who Major Walker was just with her sitting there. I I knew who she was.
3: <laughs> I I got a funny story about graduation. And I think about this to this day. Uh, <laughs> and Johnson already knows where I'm going with it. So <laughs> yeah. I got the honor to give Johnson his first uh, salute. And he's Out of 12 cycles, he's the first one I've ever done. So it meant a lot to me as well. So when it came down time for it, you know, he wanted his wife to pin him. So, I, you know, I said, that's cool, you know, and I'll come up and salute you or whatever. Well, Miss Johnson walks up there and pins him. And then I go up there and I'm talking to Johnson. And I just snatch the rank off of his chest. And, like, we're talking. and, and, And I finally render the salute to him. And he kind of just looked at me funny, like, why'd you do that? And I was like, bro, your, your wife put your bar sideways. <laughs> and he had no clue. <laughs> it was just hilarious the way it happened.
4: <laughs> it was it was boom, boom,
6: because my wife came up and she pinned me. I didn't even look down. I was looking at my wife. I didn't see my wife in like eight weeks. I'm going to look at her. And she she pins me, and then Sergeant P walks up and just looks at johnson snatch
3: (laughs) and he's like what the hell and then i had like after that i met johnson's family and me and his dad mom had like a 45 minute conversation we talked about it
6: and you got introduced to my dad who says yeah let's go do this and let's go do this and it never happens Never happens. I've I have I have called him and texted him, and been like, Sergeant P wants to go shoot some hogs." Oh, I'm gonna have to bait him up. I'm gonna have to bait him up. It ain't happened yet, <laughs> Sergeant. Sergeant P. I hate to tell you, it may not happen.
3: That's okay.
6: That's David Johnson.
3: Uh, if y'all didn't if y'all didn't know, uh, John, uh, Johnson's got a, a hot sister, by the way. It does not do this.
5: <laughs> oh. I hope I hope the
4: viewers
3: of this Lucky podcast for you, John, I
4: think everyone in this group is married
3: I'm married too I hope the viewers of this podcast are like we want more Sergeant P because he is funny I'm, I'm sure they will
4: you need to my,
6: if I can if I can make a suggestion at the end at the end once you're saying okay no more no more candidates you needed to have a tack only like if you could get oh, like four tags together, that would be, oh, oh, that'd be awesome. And and you I just asked them all the stupid up. questions. Yeah, or I just I, asked them all
0: the stupid questions. I I th- why would th- y'all do this? I thought about doing that. I, I I I thought so. I the the one I have scheduled for the end right now is uh, me, Pierre Hawkins, and Craig because we bonded so much during the second phase. But nice. um. I thought I thought it'd be cool, so I I, I still talked to Sergeant Simmons. I still talked to Captain Morris, um, and Captain Bain actually reached out. He's now Major Bain, but he he reached out to me and and said you know, he liked the podcast. So I was like, oh boy, what am I getting myself into? I think it'd be great. I think it'd be a lot of fun. But um, I mean, we'll see. I like this is only going to be episode two, so we got a lot more lots more to go, and I have a lot of time, so we'll see.
4: When you when you get Craig on here, there was a there was a day that. He got, he did something, he said something, did something during phase one, and he always was asking for the smoke, right? Every time something happened, give it to me all the time. Yep. They made him stand there while he, while they smoked the rest of our squad for something that he set out on It was uh, Montgomery's <laughs> cousin, or his brother in Montgomery's brother-in-law. Oh. That lieutenant, the, the first lieutenant that was there.
0: Yeah, he went to Poland.
4: And so they smoked, they smoked us for like 10 minutes. And then he kept asking to to drop with us and they I've never like I've never like the whole rest of the time we were there, I don't really think I saw him get upset, but he looked like visibly upset. You should you should definitely ask him about that and what that felt like.
2: That's Ranger Lieutenant Greg now. Ranger (laughs)
4: Lieutenant Greg.
0: Yeah, he just he just got back from Ranger School. Just got back from Ranger School. He uh he recycled and was there for ninety something days.
2: H- why? Why did he recycle? Did he? Did he tell you? He yeah.
0: He apparently he went through. Uh, you got like monkeys in the background.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because like I don't hear any of it, but apparently my mic's picking up all of it. Go ahead.
0: Uh, um. No. Yeah. So he. Uh. I think at the end of Ranger School, you they t- you're It's at Fort Benning, and then you go to Florida. It's the Flo- Florida phase. You do patrols. And uh, I think he failed. The, I don't know how he failed. I don't know what the metrics are, but he he got recycled because of the patrol, and then he had to wait for the next group to go with, and then then pass. But it was an extra thirty days.
6: Is anybody, is anybody here going going Ranger? Cogan, uh, I'm. Yeah, I assume you are Kogan, because you're doing infantry.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Sometime next year, I got a. Once I go to Bullock in January, graduate sometime in May, and then I figure it out. I mean, I have a new job, but. They're pretty cool with the National Guard. I can work basically. I'm I'm working. This is actually a fun fact. I'm working part time at Infantry Bullock, just pulling on because part time for me is like a couple hours once in a while, so I can get away <laughs> with that while I'm at while I'm at Bullock and pull double salary, which is pretty nice.
3: So I think I just got the gravy job. I just you know I talked about that E7 promotion. I actually picked that up Battalion Operations at an Infantry Battalion, so I'm kind of interested on how that goes.
5: Yeah. Was the ADOS, or what do
3: you got going on? And they actually offered, so I talked, uh, the first sergeant called me last week, and he actually offered me a a scout platoon to be their platoon sergeant. I was like, "Nah, keep me in battalion operations,
5: because I don't know that
3: hat, but I'd love to learn the operations side of battalion. So we're going to see how that goes. Because I don't there... plan on stopping at E7. I, I want to go up all the way. Uh Sergeant, nice. uh Sergeant Major. Well Are you on orders? So, or what's that? So I'm not on orders right now. I'm back at Homeland Security and doing my thing. I am two weeks out from my Poland trip, so hopefully that that's going to be interesting. I'm ready, ready for some vacation time. But nice. So I know me and Kogan talked about Poland. It's been it's been a hell of yeah. a nightmare planning, but we're going to make it through it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hope to hope I can help y'all. I'll keep you posted. But uh, I was just uh, kind of funny that not really that related, but uh, DHS uh, just gave us a nightmare at work. So what I do at work is I, I kind of, our job is to make data more accessible and more efficient to tra- to transfer between different units and, and, and agencies within the government. And, you guys probably know this, the Coast Guard is Department of Homeland Security, not DOD. So we, they came in asking for information from the DOD and intelligence community, which is under different titles of U.S. Code. And you have, to, you have to have a certain security clearance for certain data. And there's a specific unit in the Coast Guard that is actually under Title 50 that operates under CIA and NSA guidance. So... They're allowed to have information like that, but they can't use it for military purposes. And so we now it broke our system. And we have to redefine what is what because the DHS hasn't. They operate in their own little tiny bucket that no one knows about. It's like Department of Defense, intelligence community, and then kind of once in a while the Coast Guard sneaks in. And like maps is a mess. Apparently, like as far as the U.S. budget is concerned, maps is divided between seventeen different agencies. You wouldn't you would think it's all DOD. It's not. But
6: is that why Meps sucks so bad every time I have to go through it?
0: <laughs> I mean, just general <laughs> bureaucracy.
2: <laughs> Freaking has anyone been, why, that did, why does the
6: doctor have to look at my butthole at MEPs every time? What, what, what department does that fall under?
2: <laughs> you said every <laughs> time, how many times you go to MEPs?
6: <laughs> I've been, I've been to MEPs three different times. I was, I was uh enlisting into the Marine Corps reserve whenever I was 18 and I Decided not to do that. I decided to go to college. Unlike Wilimowski, unlike unlike Willimowski, I did not get lost on my way to college. The recruiter, <laughs> the recruiter tried to you know candy in the in the stranger's truck, tried to lure me in, but he didn't get me. And uh,
5: <laughs>
6: you know, but but yeah, so I did that. Uh, I went to Meps whenever I did my initial enlistment, and then I went to Meps again. Of course, you know whenever you ship out. Yep.
2: They look at your hole every time. It's not normal. <laughs>
1: I just yeah, was well, uh, a
2: guy at my brown
4: starfish he thought that the he thought that the doctor at METS was telling him he was the first person in line to go through for the physical, and so uh they say uh bend over and spread 'em is what is what the doctor was saying <laughs> right He heard bend over and scream so. <laughs> So he, bent, he came back, he came over at base, he told us he bent over and screamed as loud as he could inside this little office while <laughs> all these other 17, year olds were standing out in the other room. Right? And the doctor didn't say anything, finished the exam, and just told him don't look at anyone and don't say anything when you walk out. <laughs> That's <too> <laughs> good. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: that is that is the best visual I've ever had. <laughs> just just bent
6: over, cheek spread, yelling,
2: yes, <laughs> scream loud as you could. Has anyone been pepper sprayed here? Yeah. I- wow. Okay. So, and, and and this is a whole new set of stories. I'm sure. Long story short, I don't know who here knows and doesn't know. I posted that I got a I got a job as a PL over a company of MPs. I didn't realize at the time that that meant that you will become an MP. Like, your Bullock is MP training. Like, you're going to go through what they go through. You didn't register. So I'm looking at the curriculum and all that, and it's like, candidates will be exposed to Taser and OC. I'm like, why? So why bring this up? Is because I've been been prepared before for a security job. It sucks. It's the worst thing. I mean, I'm sure you guys can attest to it. I'm kind of depressed about that. Of all the branches I could have went, I'm going the one. I got to go through that again, but... uh, Super blessed. I mean, you know, AGR, you know, commissioning job, super blessed. But I'm just like, I wanted to get the sensor operator job where you handle sensors that detect missiles, you know, air defense. I talked to some of you guys about it, that I was going to try to do air defense. Well, I'm up there on the base, and I probably will go ADA. They talk they about lieutenants from PL to sensor operator all the time, but I'm being hired on as an MP, PL first. Anyway, just throwing it out there. It's the worst experience and um, I'm sad about it. That's all. <laughs> when do you go to MP Bullets? So it's the end of November, Like the November 23rd, 27th is what I just talked to my sponsor about today. I haven't gotten the ATARs reservation yet. But that's what they're saying they're going to do. So I'll be there from then until about April, it's about four months. And um, it'll be a good time. I mean, it's cop stuff. You're sitting there stacking up with rifles and, you know, running sticks, lanes, and doing a lot of book work. It's like OCS kind of. but not super awful until you get pepper sprays. Um
4: Let me know when you get here. I will still be here. Where Where are you at? i That's, I
2: think that's where I'm going. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It is. It is where you're going. This is the MP. Can I hop ship? I'll go, I'll, I'll go to engineers. I'm just
6: kidding. <laughs> Dan Paul, are you What's going on, to try man? to go to, uh? You, you being an engineer, are you going to try to go uh, to sapper
4: school? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. Uh, the, I, there are a lot of things I think I'm willing to do I'm watching so uh, probably about the full half of mine. I am the oldest one by wow. a solid solid 5 years. Really. Uh, the next oldest person is 31 and then pretty much everybody else is 22 23 years old, right? In my class. And there's 60 of us. Uh most of them are I mean they're they're running, they're doing stuff like sapper PT kicked off 2 weeks ago. Uh they told them that they, they had an unknown distance ruck and then uh really was hill running with uh with a with a rucksack with a large ruck on, and so I heard that, and I was like that i'm good I'm good. I will just go do my engineering thing. There are other things I can look forward to uh Sapper is not going to be one of them. I'll just go do some bridging i enjoy, i think I'll enjoy it.
2: <laughs> you sure you don't want a patch? Just to show for it and that's it. <laughs> uh I I want to pull
4: twenty years in the army. That is my goal. Yeah, I it. I'm you. pretty sure if I go for the Sapper, uh I mean, I mean, props to Togan for going Ranger. That's uh all of that sounds really awesome, but not I I'm good on the path. So, uh, you I'm
0: twenty eight, but I you have to have you have to I have you have to have a certain level of self hatred to go infantry and then ranger and all that good yeah. stuff. I mean, I want yeah, to go, to, I'm going to go to civil affairs Q course, which is a, a, a lesser version of the special operation or special forces Q course, but, um, I, well, it, period, uh, keep an, I don't know if you remember Calvio. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to, I went to basic training with him. I still keep in touch with him, but he, uh, he joined us at OCS eventually, but he, he's currently at MP Bullock. So if you want any, uh, Calvillo, Calvillo. I just saw him. I, oh, uh, you know what? I think he, he said, uh, he just graduated.
4: He's at engineering bowler. I've actually, he's here. I've seen him, or he was here. He may have just graduated. And then, uh, Figueroa, he's here. I saw him a couple of days in. Figueroa. Montgomery, uh, is in my, and, uh, Heikula are both, sorry, I probably saw him <laughs> <Heikula. laughs> Hey, yo, there.
5: <laughs> yeah, yep.
0: Oh, there and it then, is. And
5: then, uh, Sean, <laughs>
4: who's here for MP Bowler right now?
0: Okay. I, I got, Nick, I got Mo- Calvillo mixed up with someone else, but yeah, yeah, yeah he's down there at least.
4: Tell he was
6: tell Montgomery Johnson said, "Hey, I miss
0: that guy. I, well.
4: I, I miss was. Montgomery. He's doing well. I mean, all everybody's doing well. So good. It, it's good. How is
0: good. How, how is I don't know. Bill going to be different for everybody, but how 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 is it? What what's it like compared to anything else that you've done?
4: I mean, the day like it's, We are in the intro right now, right? I've been here for five weeks, but really, out of nineteen, that's really nothing. Right, so got a couple of weeks of in processing. It's only Monday through Friday. Medical took a full full week before we got through med the uh, medical line. Um, we were really just starting to learn stuff. Uh, today I learned about uh, 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 about breaching and what that what that actually means and what that looks like. That was the first thing that I have done that I have not done in the past. So uh, my mornings. Typically, unless we have PC in the morning, it's starting at 8. We get done around 3 or 4 p.m. My evenings are to myself. Uh, my weekends are off. I just had a long weekend for Labor Day. Uh, it is like a completely different world.
6: How um, um how do they do like your uh base passes? Do they say, hey, you can leave the base within a certain radius? Or, hey, you can leave, if- you just need to be back? By it's this It's 250
4: miles, Dang. as the crow flies, or out of this or inside the state. I went. I, I am like, like, uh, pretty close to the center of the state, on the southern side, but pretty close to the center. I my wife's whole family lives in the state, and so uh I've been to Columbia for one weekend to visit my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law. uh Just last weekend, I went with. I met them in Columbia, Missouri, and then drove to Kansas City. Uh, Saw my, my mother and father-in-law and stayed with them for the weekend. Like, we've been able to leave. Um, it's just, like, a lot of – I don't know how to communicate to other people, like, how different my experience, like, doing accelerated OCS must have been from most of the people that are there with me are either ROTC or West Point grads. And, and so, like
6: you were – I know, Kogan, you are. Dan and Paul, you, you were a zero nine Sierra uh, guy, right? Yeah. So yep. uh, the only the only thing you, me, and Kogan have known has been trade off and yep. that environment. So the fact that there are liberties and you end at five o'clock and you can go do it's what shocking. you want.
0: Golly. I, well, I and I said this in the previous podcast when I, when I talked to to those guys. It's like I I showed up my first drill and I I did not know what to do with myself. I didn't I didn't know the rules. I didn't know what I had to bring. I, I, and I understand. I mean I I have a bunch of friends who are. Senior NCOs who are and people who've been a Ranger Battalion and people with Special Forces, so they they definitely know the Army, and, I, and I've learned some from their mentorship. But I've never done it. So you leave Tradoc, you leave Basic and OCS, where it's just like people just yell at you and you're you're treated like a baby. And then I'm even heard I'm hearing from Kaiser that he's at Ibolyk right now, and Ibolyk is probably a little bit different an animal because you have to be in the field. there's probably patrols, it's more infantry based. But for the most part, you still have a nine to five and most weekends off. Like he sent us pictures in a group chat that I'm in where he's having a beer at beer. You know, it's like I don't know what that is. What I don't know what to do with myself. I know Ranger School won't be that, but holy shit! <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: Yep. And I'm sure
4: Sapper does not. That is not Sapper. I know no. that from listening to some of the people who've been through it. Right. That is more akin to accelerated OCS.
6: Oh, they said That is a
4: week, twenty four hours my understanding
6: is, is sapper school is just a, a a shortened version of ranger school you know it's three or four weeks but it is a brutal three or four weeks i mean you they don't just hand out sapper tabs
4: nope they do not they do not uh we got a we have this little mixer with a bunch of different officers and senior ncos from all over the base just last week and uh i got a chance to talk to uh Sergeant Major, while we were there, who was an engineering Sergeant Major, uh, and he was, t- like, talking about essentially, like, going so hard that, like, he was, he he had to carry, somebody else went down, and other people had to carry that person, but then he carried their, their 75-pound ruck on top of his 75-pound ruck and then walked for, like, miles. Right? As the, like, the last walk back to the to debate the from their last FTS, Something Craig would do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Craig does that for fun.
2: The NCO schools yep, yeah. are the same. Exactly. The uh, the NCO, like leadership schools, are similar. You can ask, I'm sure, maybe Willowski. so you're know, like ALC, SLC, I mean, it's similar. Class, you got weekends, you got your evenings. I don't know, at least my ALC was that way. Uh, it's just how it is, I think, outside of trade-off. But.
3: When I went to SLC last summer, uh, we stayed in a hotel on post, but, like, there was a bar literally, like, 100 meters behind our, our hotel. So, we constantly went in there and drank a couple of beers and then, you know, bedded down for the night.
6: Sergeant Pete, when are you going to go through OCS?
3: <laughs> uh, never. They want me to go through Watt School, but I just really want to be a sergeant major. Like, that is Makes my sense. dream.
0: Yeah i i knew the I knew the answer I just wanted to hear you say it do you do you have a goal of what you want to, like what where you want to work in or just start a major of anything
3: so so eventually i mean I would love to be the regimental sergeant major for o c s um, and then maybe post command- uh post star major for fort mcclellan and then I think I got plenty of time if I wanted to go be state star major that'd be pretty cool. I'm pretty ambitious. Ambitious, you know. So, and it, it just depends. I don't know. Uh, you know, I got like, I've been in almost twelve years, and I would say eighty-five percent of it's been eleven Bravo. And my body is starting to hurt. And that twenty-year letter does start to sound better and better. I mean, I'm not lying. <laughs> so, it, it, you know. Give it eight more years, I'll have my 20, and we'll see how it goes from there.
2: Not if you're a Sergeant Major, it'd be in like 25,
3: 30. Yeah. I figure, I figure I could, the fastest I could pick Sergeant Major up would be right at my 20 year letter. And that's, that's if I hit E8 promotion on time, and then move from E8 to E9 on time. But like, I don't, I don't think y'all got to meet Sergeant Byers. So he's he's a squared away dude. As he's he's been E seven for like seven years and just fighting for E eight slot, and he can't he can't get one. So it's kind of that's kind of disheartening. That Sergeant
6: Bradford retired this past summer, didn't
3: he? Yes, he did. So that'll
6: leave a slot open. I mean, he was the he was the. The the head I'm gonna say head NCO that's not the right way to put it but he was the the top enlisted guy over yeah. uh, the 200 uh, over the over Alabama OCS wasn't he?
3: Yeah, well yeah. After Red, I'm trying to think. I don't know what his exact title was, but uh, I credit. But yeah, he I was credit. Like, I like. Go ahead.
6: I feel like I did pretty good at OCS as far as like the procedures and you know kind of knowing how to handle you know, things that kind of flew out, I kind of, I kind of dipped off there a couple of times just when morale gets low, but I credit everything that I had, that any success that I had or or that came from preparation came from Mass Sergeant Bradford and those three pre-phase drills that I had 100%. He was, I mean, he was the real deal when it came to prepping us and had it, had it squared away, you know, October, we were super fresh. He didn't, Break our backs. November, you know, kind of turn the heat up, and then December. That December pre-phase drill was was wasn't wasn't one hundred percent like OCS, but they dialed it up to about eighty five and gave us a good taste. Him and Captain Lawton gave us a good taste of what what OCS was, was kind of like, and I, I credit him. and And I hate that I hate that he's gone. I'm glad he retired, but man, he was he was a fantastic NCO. Just what little I got to interact with
0: him. Johnson, I got to say that I'm, I'm, I could probably, I probably pipe in too, that I'm pretty jealous that you had the, the Alabama OCS experience prior to going to accelerated OCS that was run by Alabama national guard, because it's like, we had a little bit of a pre OCS kind of thing, but all we did was like, learn how to write memos. And we did this exercise where we wrote an op board that was kind of like on the PowerPoint. It was, it was just, it was not worth anything. I mean, I, the cadre that were there, they're nice people, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't for prepped for what we were going to do. And I, I, we, I, I waste, I think I felt like I wasted like five months doing it.
1: All I was going to say to Kogan, um, like the big thing for me was land. Nav. I was like, man, I hadn't done land nav in like a decade. And I'm like, I barely remembered. And, um, yeah, that was just, that was tough. But anyways, a minor addition.
2: Mm-hmm. It's the most, Most under trained
0: thing. What, how was a, you don't need to go on, there's probably a longer, longer uh, response than needed, but you were a Marine, prior service Marine, and you decided to come back into the Guard and then go OCS. How, how different has this been for you as a former Marine? I'm just curious about the difference between branches. Is this a bunch of nonsense compared or or better or.
1: I mean, um, it's hard to say. So, so I was in the infantry. So comparing it to like school of infantry, um, it's, it's very different. Yeah. It's hard to answer quickly, but you know, they break down each, each job has its own MOS, like machine guns, mortars and all that stuff. So you spend a lot of time doing individual stuff like that. But I think we spent probably two weeks on land nav, I think. And and we had groups too. It wasn't uh, individual that I remember. I think we had like buddy pairs, but I mean, it was a little different.
6: I'll say this. I just want to circle back to what you were talking about with the preparation and how you were dissatisfied from for your preparation. They told us whenever they said, there's no way that we can teach you everything you need to know to be successful at OCS. You being successful at OCS comes down to how much are you going to work and how much do you want it? And And basically, OCS to me is a giant gut check. I mean, it's not OCS is not the hardest thing, Oh well, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done, but it 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 is basically a, they told us, they said, there's no way we can prepare you for everything. We're going to teach you classroom procedures, we're going to teach you dining hall procedures, and we're going to teach you the little things that get people smoked the most or correctively trained the most. So, but, and, and if there's anybody that listens to this that thinks about going through state accelerated OCS because traditional OCS is a whole nother is a whole nother thing. They bear crawled for four hours up and down the quad while we were in class. That first drill that, that, that they, that the Alabama candidates were back. They, they killed those guys. And, but if you're listening to this and you're thinking about going to OCS, you can do it. It's just a matter of how much, as major Walker would say, how much intestinal fortitude do you have to, to, to gut yourself through it? That's what it is, it's a giant eight week gut check.
0: Yeah. I know I know a lot of people uh, who went through uh, Federal OCS, the twelve week program at Benning. And I know Fringin I know their Wall. their curriculum I think they're I don't know if they're the head the headquarters of trade for OCS, that they kind of have some kind of say in what AMA does and whatever. But there, what from what I've heard is that like the guys would order Amazon packages. They had coffee in their barracks. Like it was a, it was a bunch of bullshit. I'm like, what? You
6: you go to you go to Fort Benning on a weekend because I I do it. I go to Fort Benning because I'm 45 minutes away. You go to Fort Benning on the weekend. There's guys walking around with the little OCS patch on yeah. shopping at the PX. Sure, it's just freedom. I hate them. <laughs> well, I don't hate them, but you know what I mean.
4: <laughs> Actually, my my roommate's uh, a traditional federal grant right and he it just it was just a different world right he had an extra we had eight weeks of like real work and they had an extra six on top, right they had time and so like his world when i talked to them about pack alley and not being able to like step foot in the middle of our bay to walk out of this room they looked at me like i grew another head right? Like it's just a, a very drastically different scenario right same subject matter different method of teaching i will say uh when it came to like what i took away from there it really was not small things right like after we left the dining the dining stuff doesn't matter anymore, right i've not i've not used the first four single time right most other officers when they encounter me like are just pleasant <laughs> right uh <laughs> really just the, the bigger things of like I I that was the most annoyed I've ever been in my entire life right consistent like lack of sleep plus like constant like hey we're changing we're changing it we're changing it we're changing it day in and day out and just knowing I'm gonna be not stressed out is not if you're gonna get stressed out that's when it's gonna happen right? it's gonna be in that kind of scenario where you just don't know what's happening. And there are expectations that you're never going to live
0: up to. Is the lack of education, like actual education or training or actual like, uh, like testing of knowledge, is that all part of the mental? Like it felt like a lot of the stuff we did was just so easy, but so dumb at the same time that made us so angry that we had, we didn't, we weren't actually learning something for the call for fire test. It was the easiest test in the world, but it still required us to like do it and sit in the classroom for some on hours. Was that part of it, or was it supposed to be better?
3: So, so yeah, that's part of it. Uh, a lot of that stuff comes from trade-offs. And, it has, and if trade-offs says you got to do it, you got to do it. You can add to, but you can't take away. So, you'll hear that a lot in the, in the military. A lot of it is BS, but, you know, I mean, that's like any school you go to. They're going to follow exactly what trade-offs says they have to train you on. And then you, you know, you do that. So that's kind of how that happens. That's some of the best training you probably got was when your tack pulled you to the side or whatever. And it was you had tack time with them. Yeah. So that's probably more realistic training,
6: you know, right. but. Which which I'll say Captain Salmon uh, two Bravo, first platoon. Captain Salmon was good about pulling us, said, hey, this is the. TLPs, and this is what you need to do. Captain Solomon was just dry as sawdust, but man, I, he could he he wanted to teach us how to do things right. But you know,
0: do y'all, do y'all remember? Uh, we talked about this pre- previous in the previous podcast, but I'm sure we're going with Craig again about it. It was he was leaving. It was his last night. And Craig Jeez. went up to him and gave him a salute like this. With a Little fish. <laughs> Because
2: <laughs>
6: because his last name is Salmon. <laughs> all, man. Oh my the, God,
2: Craig! Real real quick, do you remember Craig when he said goodbye? Basically, something along the lines of like, "Sir, good luck in your future endeavors as you move upstream." It was the funniest thing. <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah, he was he was fun. Oh my God! Just
6: remember, guys, don't leave any doo doo in the bowl.
0: Oh Captain uh,
2: Doodoo in the bowl. That was Captain <laughs> God yeah. Goddamn Doodoo in the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it it's like it was yesterday hearing that. <laughs> I still laugh at that. Guys, yeah, I
6: take a I I drop a turd in the toilet, and I still yell Doodoo in the ball. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The amount,
0: of, the amount of times you go to maps, you probably bend over and scream Doodoo in the ball.
2: I just remember waking Johnson up in the middle of the night in a sleeping bag and I just hear
5: I hate it here
6: <laughs> I hated that, I hated I hated that place, man. But
0: <laughs> Well
6: Like a like a like you hate like um you hate something but you still fondly remember it at the same time.
0: Yeah, I, that that's one of the weird things for me is that like here we are, how many months later on a pod a dumb uh-huh. podcast talking about whatever, and we all stay in touch. And I yeah, like that bond and it's weird. Like I don't I don't want to identify with OCS forever, but I, I know we'll stay in touch. I, I Will Maskey lives down the road from me and we hang out all the time. But like, this is pretty this is pretty cool. I think I think I think it's pretty it's pretty neat. I'm, there's probably gonna be people who come across this and like, oh wow, OCS, that sounds like it was kind of fun. I mean, it, it, there were times when I think, you know, it, there were times that I had fun because of the circumstance. You know, you're you're kind of stuck there. You have to have, make make the most out of it. But when I look back on it, it's like, I, how do I explain to my wife that this is terrible? Like, I can't. I I, I there's fun memories and like I told her the beta fish story, and she's like, hey, it sounds like you had a great time. Like, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> I <know> that... <laughs>
2: that, that first platoon was a good platoon, man.
0: Well, uh. I, I appreciate it, guys. I I, I know uh i we'll be in touch outside of this. Thanks yeah. for
6: having me. having us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the invite. Of course. Good all to right. see you again,
3: Sark. Yeah, good <laughs> to see y'all. Randy surely shook with pride.
1: He checked off his equipment and made sure his pack was tied. He had to sit and listen to those awful engines roar. You
5: ain't gonna jump no more. Glory, glory I'm Grant.
0: Thank you for listening to the Kogan Conversation.
1: This podcast is about engaging with different perspectives, values, and ideas. We want to learn how to progress conversations on important topics without assuming the worst in each other.
0: Each month, we will tackle a new topic while enjoying a glass of our favorite spirit and shed light on the beauty of good conversation. Until next time. Cheers.